Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Come on in, everybody. We started about a minute early to give you an opportunity to come on in on YouTube, on all our YouTube pages, Facebook, our website, app, all of that to give you an opportunity to share. We're going to add our Instagram fam and TikTok fam in just a moment. Uh, but in the meantime and in between time, make sure that you begin to share. It is Monday night, which means it's time to command your day and command you with the power of prayer. It's 7 o'clock on the dot. I'm about to add TikTok and the Bishop Foreman IG and the Bishop Foreman TikTok. Come on in, everybody, everywhere. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Speak to me as you come in. It is Monday night. You know what time it is. It is time to command your day and command your week with the power of prayer. We've been doing this consistently on Monday nights for a while now. And uh, as I've been saying to you for the last several weeks, we're going to be changing that up uh, here soon in the time to come. So make sure you stay connected. Also, you'll notice every day last week, uh, Monday, uh, actually every day, I went live with you and I'm going to do the same thing this week. So how do you make sure that you stay plugged in to when I go live? You're going to text the word HARVEST to 55498, and you'll just tap the option to get our app, and where you know exactly when I'm going live. Florence, South Carolina, welcome. Houston, Texas, H-Town, good to see you. Aurora, Colorado, New Jersey, good to see you. Aurora, good to see you. Omaha, Nebraska, Denver, Colorado, come on in, everybody, everywhere. Let me know where you are watching from. Listen, guys, and let me get you to share. When you share, listen to me, when you share... Literally, um, things begin to change and lives are changed and impacted. Over 500 decisions. Can we clap that up and give God glory? Over 500 decisions of people who have given their lives to the Lord so far this year. Is that not amazing? Is that not amazing? We thank God for that and we're excited about it. Oceanside, California, Monet, Monet or Monet, Missouri, Dallas, Texas. Uh, Canada, Canada, Canada's in the house. Denver, good to see you. Come on, everybody, everywhere, every platform. I'm super excited that you're with me tonight. We gather together. We've been doing this now every Monday night for one hour to pray. We call it Command Your Day and Command Your Week because it is the principle of prayer. You get a hold of the day before the day gets a hold of you. You get a hold of the week before the week gets a hold of you. Um, we see this. Many people, they'll do early morning prayers, and that's great. But in the Bible, pay attention. If you read Genesis, the Bible says that the evening and the morning were the first day and so on. In the Bible, a day actually begins the night before. So approximately 6 p.m. Um, the night before, that's when biblically a new day has begun. So can I help you understand? A new day has already begun for you. What I love about our God is he's always giving us new starts, new beginnings, and fresh starts. Father, we thank you tonight that you're the God of a new beginning. We thank you tonight that you're the God of a fresh start. We thank you tonight that you are undefeated. We thank you tonight that you are the God that ensures that all things work together 
for our good and for that we bless you and for that we thank you and for that we lift you and for that we glorify you in the name of jesus we pray come on everybody just drop an amen in the comments for right there hey listen so super super excited super super excited as i always am for prayer we'll give you a few more minutes to come on in it's only 702 only 702 so I'll give you a few more minutes to come on in and speak to me let me know where you're watching from at harvest we use this terminology shalom Shalom literally uh, is a Hebrew word that means peace, but it means more than peace. It means nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, all as well. I want you to speak that over your life. I am Shalom. Speak that over your life. I am Shalom. Say it again. I am Shalom. Say it one more time. I am Shalom. Uh, when you recognize that simple principle, um, you, you literally take authority over whatever it is that feels like you are not in Salome, that feels like you're scared, that feels like you are frustrated, you're mad, you're angry, you're unsettled, things aren't going good. You have to just take authority and say, I am Shalom. What are you saying? Nothing is missing, nothing is broken, nothing is lacking, all is well. I am Shalom, all right? But Bishop, I just got some bad news. Shut your mouth. I am Shalom. But Bishop, I'm so worried about this. Stop. I am shalom. Well, Bishop, I just don't know how. Stop. I am shalom. When you begin to speak that, many times what you were worried about, what you were frustrated about, what you were angry about, what you were uncertain about, what you were unsure about, you're going to see results come uh, out of that. Because literally what you're doing is you, the Bible says that he is uh, Jehovah Shalom. He is the God of peace, which means it doesn't mean what I'm dealing with is peaceful. It just means I got peace while I'm dealing with it. Is there anybody on prayer tonight? And you can testify that sometimes what you're dealing with is not peaceful, but you're sleeping like a baby. You've got peace. I can show you this in the Bible. Watch this. I can show you this in the Bible. Listen to this. Uh, it is, it, you look in the scripture where Jesus, the Bible says that there was a storm that was hitting in the boat. And there was a storm that was hitting the boat. Um, uh, Jesus was in the bottom part of the boat, sleep. He was alone. And they, were, they ran to him and said, Master, let me go, O King James, carest not that we perish? They were like, we dying out here and you sleeping. Jesus was like, look, I recognize the storm isn't peaceful, but I got peace because I have authority over the storm. This storm is an usher because I said we're going to the other side, which means this storm is just ushering us to the other side. And I don't know who needs to hear that. That's prophecy for somebody on prayer tonight. That the storm you may be in right now, it is an usher. It is simply getting you to the other side. It is simply getting you to the place that God has ordained. And I don't need you tripping. I need you speaking. And I need you to say, I am shalom. It's just an usher. That's all it is. It's just an usher. The storm is just going to take you right to where you need to be. It's going to take you right to where you need to be. Same thing happened with, uh, 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 with Jonah. Jonah, Bible says that he is swallowed up by a, a fish, a big fish. And I, I told on this before. Um, we, if you study that, you actually discover it's a shark. But he's, he's swallowed up for, by, by a big fish for three days. And then the fish vomits him out exactly where he's supposed to be. It vomits him out exactly where he's supposed to be. So even though this thing was dark, it was scary, it was crazy, he got exactly where he's supposed to be. Let's speak that over our lives again. I am Shalom. Father, we thank you that you are the God that makes us Shalom. You are the God that ensures that nothing is missing, that nothing is broken, that nothing is lacking, and all is well. Whatever storms, whatever situations we are in now, we declare that they are ushers. What does that mean? They are getting us exactly where we are supposed to be. I pray. And that every frustrating thing, every aggravating thing, every uh, um, provoking thing that is happening in our lives, 
It is simply an usher getting us to the proper place at the proper time. We declare that because we are shalom, we are in the right place at the right time. We are in the right place at the right time. All things are in alignment. Romans 8, 28, you are the God that makes all things work together for our good, and we thank you for it now. Therefore, God, tonight in prayer, we release every feeling that is anti-shalom. We release every thought that is anti-shalom. We release every confession that is anti-shalom. We release every ideology or ideation that is anti-shalom. We release every confession that is anti-shalom. We thank you that the, whatever we are in, we are shalom. Tonight, God, as we pray, we know that we can boldly approach the throne of grace and obtain mercy and favor in our time of need because Proverbs 28 says that the righteous are as bold as a lion. Tonight, God, you said in your word, according to 1 John chapter 1, that if we confess our sins, that you are faithful and you are just to forgive us. So tonight when we pray, we do not pray as sinners. No, we pray as those that are forgiven, not as perfect, forgiven, not as blameless, forgiven, not as sinless, forgiven, not as people who do everything right, forgiven, not as people who don't make mistakes, forgiven. Can I get you to release that in the comments? I am forgiven. I am forgiven, Father, and because of what you did 2,000 years ago on a hill called Golgotha, on a place called Calvary, we thank you that we are forgiven. We're forgiven for every sin. We're forgiven for every iniquitous thing that we do. What is that? It's generational sin that's passed down and around. We are forgiven for every transgression. That is where we have willfully deviated from what we knew to be right. We thank you, God, that we are forgiven tonight in the name of Jesus. And because we are forgiven, we can be bold when we pray. Because we are forgiven, we can receive favor when we pray. Because we are forgiven, we are not bound by our past. I pray tonight, God, that you would literally cause us not to be bound by anything from our past, by any issue, by any circumstance, by any words that were spoken, by any activities that happened that allowed us to put ourselves in boxes, that allowed us to put ourselves in cages. No, we are forgiven and we are shalom. We are forgiven and we are shalom. We are forgiven and we are shalom. We are covered in the blood. And your word says in Hebrews that the blood is an instrument of redemption. Because the blood represents the highest price that a living thing can pay. So when you shed your blood, you were paying the highest price that a living thing can pay. And you shed your blood. Come on, y'all, let's pray. You shed your blood first in the Garden of Gethsemane. In the Garden of Gethsemane, it means pressing and blessing at the same time. You shed your blood in a place that wherever we were being pressed, we could be blessed. You shed your blood in the Garden so you could undo what Adam did. And back in Genesis, you shed your blood on a place called Golgotha. Golgotha was the place that they believed where Adam's bones were placed, which means when your blood hit the ground because you were sweating drops of blood, hemotidrosis is the medical terminology. When you swept those drops of blood, you were hitting the ground to buy back everything Adam gave up. Therefore, God, we can live in a place called Eden. What does that mean? Voluptuous living. We declare that lack is not our portion. We declare that money is not our issue. We declare that resources are not our concern. We live in a place called abundance. Drop abundance on the screen. But God, before you shed your blood in the Garden of Gethsemane, you first shed your blood when they circumcised you when you were eight days old. What does this mean? That you were putting us in covenant with you because circumcision was a sign of the covenant in the Abrahamic covenant that says in Genesis 12 that you will bless who blesses us, you will curse who curses us, you will make our names great. Father, we thank you that you make our names great. Can I get you to drop your initials on the screen? Somebody put BKF for me. 
Drop your initials on the screen. God made you a promise because Jesus was circumcised. He literally was shedding his blood to buy the Abrahamic covenants. He bought us in. And because he bought us in, that means he will make your name great. It means anytime people see your name, anything associated with your name, it will be good. Anything associated with your credit, it will be good. Anything associated with your business, it will be good. Why? Because he paid the price. Come on, y'all, let's pray. Then they pierced you in your hands. You shed your blood, which means whatever we touch, God, you bought us the ability to touch a thing and that thing prosper. This is why your word says that whatever we set our hands to, that you would cause it to prosper. That hands, uh, what we set our hands to means whatever we would work on, whatever we would start, whatever we would begin. And we declare by faith in the name of Jesus that because you shed your blood, when they pierced your hand, that whatever we set our hands to, whatever we work on, it will work. Oh my God, y'all pray for me. Whatever we work on, it will work. Whatever we put our hands on, it will work. Whatever we touch, it will work. Whatever we start, we will finish. Whatever we begin, it will prosper. Whatever we are associated with, it will do well. Come on, I need you to drop that in the screen. Whatever I work, it will work. Whatever I work, it will work. You will be the top in your career field. You will be the top in your business. You will be the top in your company. You will be the top in your organization. You will succeed at what you said your, uh, 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 put your hands on and what you set your hand to. Why? He shed his blood as an instrument of redemption. Then they pierced your feet. <clears throat> this is why you told Joshua, wherever your feet shall tread, that that would belong to him because the blood is an instrument of redemption. This means wherever we step, whatever, wherever we place our feet, that belongs to us. Father, we thank you for every place our feet have traveled, not just physically, uh, Father, but our feet have had some experiences. Maybe we experienced business. You experienced a certain city. You experienced a certain household. You experienced certain things. Anything you put your foot on in life, the Bible says God bought that for you. This is why you had to go through certain things in life that did not make sense to you. Why am I over here? Why did I go here? Why did I tour that? I never even bought that. Why did I go look at that? So that you can put your foot on it. Because what we put our feet on, you have bought it for us. I need you to drop that in the comments, y'all. Come on, we're praying and I'm preaching and prophesying at the same time. But let's say, put my foot on it. Wherever your foot has touched, God bought that for you. If your foot touched depression, God bought that for you. If your foot walked into a property, God bought that for you. If your foot walked into an environment, God bought that for you. If your foot walked into a situation, God bought that for you. Any place your foot shall go, the scripture makes it clear that that belongs to you. That belongs to you. That belongs to you. And it's not just the it. It's the what that's in the it. It's the what that's in the it. So in Jesus' name, we thank you, Father, that the what that's in the it belongs to us right now. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Come on, y'all, let's keep praying. The Bible says that they put a crown of thorns on your head. When they put that crown of thorns on your head, what they were doing is that they were literally giving us access to Revelation 5.10. that says, you make us a king and a priest. You make us a king and a priest. You make us a king and a priest. And for that, we say thank you. When they pierced your brow, literally, Father, there's a curse in Genesis on Adam that he would only eat bread from the sweat of his brow. But we thank you tonight, God, 
that that curse has been broken because when you shed your blood and they pierced your brow and that curse was broken, you, your blood paid the price so that we would be able to just not have to work hard, but we can work smart. Come on, put work smart in the comments. We are those that are able to work smart. We are those that are able to come up with wise, witty inventions and creative ideas and strategies. We are those that can have multiple streams of income coming because we work smart. Come on, type work smart in the comments. Work smart in the comments. Drop that in the comments. Work smart. Work smart. Work smart. Then when they pierced your brow, that means the blood fell down on your ears. You bought us to hear right. It came on your eyes. You bought for us to see right. It came on your nose uh, of that for us to smell right. It came on your lips and your tongue for us to taste right. What does all that mean? You bought us the ability to walk by faith and not by sight. We are faith walkers. Come on. We are faith walkers. We are not those that wait on what we see. We are those that call things that be not as though they were. We are faith walkers. Come on, I need the faith walkers to drop that in the comments. I'm a faith walker. We are those that walk by faith. Everybody stick with me. We are those that walk by faith. We are those that walk by faith. We are those that walk by faith. And we thank you for it now. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, then they pierce you in your side. And when they pierce you in your side, you were literally, they pierced your heart. When they pierced your heart, you were paying for our internal issues. You were paying for our internal struggles. You were paying for our internal challenges. And for that, we say thank you. You paid for all of our emotional turmoil. You paid for all of our emotional issues. Everything we would deal with internally, you paid for that. And for that, we say thank you right now. In Jesus' name, we pray. Come on, everybody, drop an amen in the comments right there. You hear a little noise in the background. There's some construction going on. You hear a little noise in the background. It should not be happening at no seven o'clock in the evening time. So rest assured uh, that will be dealt with. But everybody stick with me. Stay focused. Stick with me. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. As we continue to pray. Um, listen, every place Jesus shed his blood, he was buying something for us. There's one more place we're going to cover in prayer. One more place we're going to cover in prayer. And that was when they, they took the, the cat of nine tails on his back. When they literally... Uh, beat his back and it was 40 less one it was 39 lashes on his back um there's several theories about 39 because some say uh, that it's the various degrees of sickness and illness that can exist are 39 um some say uh you know a variety of different things here's what you need to know when they when they beat him on his back and literally um and they took that that cat of nine tails and they beat him on his back Everything, watch me, that we would have to carry, he paid the price for. Which means anything you're carrying that feels like it's a heavy weight, I need you to release this in the comments. I got this. I got this. I, I said, I told you to stick with me. Let's go. I got this. I got this. Drop that in the comments. I got this. I got this. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you that you literally paid the price so that whatever we would carry, we got this. Whatever is on our back, we got this. Whatever challenge we've got to deal with, we've got this. You paid the price 
for us to be able to carry any heavy load. You paid the price for us to be able to carry any difficult load. You paid the price for us to be able to carry any difficult situation. And for that, we say thank you in Jesus' name. Can you just drop down in the comments? I got this. I got this. I got this. I got this. You got this. You got this. You got this. Do not be distracted. I think this is prophetic. That That's crazy. I've never, I've never, construction going on at 7 o'clock. That's crazy. What's amazing about that is that, watch me, he paid the price for you to be able to carry it. He paid the price so you'd be able to focus. Now, there's another place. They ripped the, when they ripped his beard, you had to know that there was blood that came from his face, which means he looked disfigured. You ready? Let's cover this one. I've never covered this one in prayer. I've never covered this one in prayer. Listen to this one. If they ripped the beard from his face, that means that he looked disfigured. He did not look well. And I need you to hear me. I need you to hear me. For some of you, your greatest challenge has been the way things look. Wave at me if that's been your issue. You're concerned about the way it looked. I don't want this to look like this. I don't want this to look like that. I don't want to look like I'm a failure. I don't want to look. Wave at me if you've been concerned about the appearance of a thing. Oh, yeah. We've ne I've never prayed about this. I've never even taught this. Never even taught this. All right. Watch me. Jesus, when they ripped the beard from his face and he looked a certain way, he was paying the price so that you would not have to be concerned about the way a thing looks. Talk to me in these comments. You would not have to be concerned about the way a thing looks. And for some of you, you're so concerned about the way it looks. You're so concerned about, I don't want to look like a failure. I don't want to look like this. I don't want to look like that. I don't want to look like that. Pay attention. I don't want to look like this. You, watch me, Jesus paid the price so that you would not be preoccupied with the way a thing looks. Father, thank you, good God Almighty, for allowing them to rip that beard from your face because you looked disfigured in that moment. You didn't look well in that moment. It did not look like you were a conquering king. It looked like you were a conquered king. But you bought the ability for us to not be preoccupied with the way a thing looks. You bought the ability for us to not be overwhelmed by the way a thing looks. You bought the ability so that we would not be caught up in, in appearances. You bought the ability so that we would literally, any place where we look, where we will see victory. I pray that any area we look at in our lives, that we will look at it and see victory. We would look at it and see a win. We'd look at it and we would see something well. We would look at it, we would see shalom. I declare that when we look at it, we will see your glory. Come on, y'all. When we look at it, we won't be able to say, this is the Lord's doing, man, it is marvelous in our eyes. When we look at it, we will be able to say, the Lord has done great and mighty things for us and we are glad. When we look at it, we will be able to say, Romans 8, 28, all things are working together for our good. I pray that when we look at it, we would see your glory. Come on. When we look at it, we would see a blessing. When we look at it, we would see good news and good information. When we look at it, we would be able to celebrate it in Jesus' name. Come on, can I get you to put a praise in the comments right there? Right there. That when you look at it, you're going to see something good. When you look at it, you're going to see something amazing. Right? I've never taught that. I've never prayed that part. I've never taught that part. I never prayed that part. All right. Listen, guys, do me a favor. Again, if you're just coming in, like the video, tell me where you're watching from and share. Tonight, we're not on the Harvest Church IG. We're, we've replaced that with TikTok tonight. Um, just trying some different things, trying some different things. You all also, um, again, if you don't have our app, text the word Harvest to 55498 to get our app. 
when you get our app, um, I'm going to be going live every day this week, just like I did last week. I changed the times up on you each day. One day was early, one day was later, one day was midday and all of that. And so I want you to make sure that you're a part of that. Make sure that you can receive that. Hey, Charlotte, good to see you. Um, I want to make sure that you're a part of that. All right. Every day I'm going to be praying with you. I'm going to help you to command your day every single day. All right. So I want you to make sure you got that. Bahamas. Welcome, Bahamas. Look at that. I love it. All right. God gave me a few things that we're going to cover in prayer tonight in addition to what we just did. Bless you. In addition to what we just did. Hey, Punta Cana. Welcome. Um, so listen, here we go. Let's pin this. Can I get somebody to put that in the comments over there so I can pin it? Text, type it just like that. Text harvest to 55498. Put that in the comments over here for me so I can pin that over here. All right. Shout out to those of you that are using the badges to sew already. Um, listen, to God be the glory for that. So listen, y'all. Uh, one of the things we're going to pray for tonight is we're going to pray. Uh, you, you hear me often talk about, teach about, we pray about a lot about the words that come out of our mouths. Right? Your words create your world. Your declarations create your situations. And so uh, I want to show you something tonight that we're going to pray from Ezekiel, Ezekiel chapter 37. Uh, hey, Chicago, Ezekiel chapter 37, because literally um, there's something we're going to do tonight. Many times when we pray and when we prophesy, we are praying or prophesying to something we see. I want to show you in Ezekiel 37 what we're going to do tonight, because much of what you need, you cannot see now. So you're going to have to pray and prophesy to something you cannot see, and you're going to have to call it in. Type that on the screen. I have to call it in. I have to call it in. I have to call it in. There are some things that you're like, God, I don't see this around me. Well, watch me. You have to call it in. You're going to have to call it on. Call it in. You're going to have to call it in. All right. Let me show you this in Ezekiel 37. This is what we're going to cover in prayer first. In Ezekiel 37. Ezekiel 37, verse 1. And we're going to read the verses, and then we're going to pray the verses. So I need you to share. When you share, people can say, you're going to read the verses and pray the verses. Ezekiel 37, 1. I'll read them. Let's go. The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out in the spirit of the Lord. Um, and he set me in the middle of a valley. Stop right there. And it was full of bones. God's hand was with him, and God put him in a valley, which means he wasn't in a valley. God put him in a valley. And for some of you, look at me. The What is a valley? It's, it's a place... It's in between two mountains. What is a valley? It means I had, I was on a place of victory. There's a place of victory on the way, but I'm in between. Father, we thank you that you're the God, you ready for this, of the in-between. You are the God of the in-between. You're the God that's in between our previous victory and our next victory. You're the God that's between our previous high place and our next high place. You are the God of the in-between. And it was you, Father, that set Ezekiel in a valley. It was you that put him there. The Bible doesn't say he did anything. The Bible doesn't say that he did anything wrong. The Bible doesn't say that it was punishment. The Bible doesn't say um, any of those things. The Bible says that you were with him and you put him in a valley. We thank you, God. Y'all ready for this? This is real good. For every valley that you have placed us in. Y'all better pray with me. We thank you for every in-between you have placed us in. And in-between just simply means I, I know where I was. I can't quite see where it is that I'm going. I'm in the in-between. We thank you tonight, God, that you are the God of the in-between and you are the Lord of the valley. You set Ezekiel in the valley. So we thank you that you are the God 
that is God over our in-betweens. You are the God that governs our in-betweens. You're the God of our journey. You're the God, not just of the beginning and the end, but you're the God of the middle. <laughs> you're the God, not just of the author and the finisher, but that you're, God, you're the God of the in-between. Because you're the God of the in-between, we tell you we trust you in between. Come on, prayer, release that in the comments. We trust you in between. We trust you. We, we don't know exactly where we're going to go. We don't know exactly where it's going to be. We don't know exactly how it's going to look, but we know that you are the God of the in-between. You are the God of the in-between, and you are the one that set Ezekiel in the valley. So we say to you, thank you. Thank you, God, for any valley that you placed us in. Thank you, God, for any valley. What is a valley? It means I can't see beyond. I can't see beyond what it is that I'm in. I can't see beyond what it is that I'm in. In Jesus' name. Listen, let me teach this. For, uh, we're going to teach, pray, prophesy. It's going to be a little different tonight. Just flow with me. Denver, the city of Denver is actually, um, it's, it's kind of a valley itself. In fact, there's a community in Denver called Green Valley Ranch because Denver meets valley that was once green. On one side, you have the mountains. On the other side, to the east, um, you have the plains. Uh, but Denver is this little dip. It's this little dip, baby dip. It's, it's kind of like a bowl when you look at it from a geographic standpoint. Why is this significant? Because for some of you, um, when he's the God of your valley, I know where I was. I know what I had. I know what it was doing. I know what it was producing. But when you get in a valley, it's difficult to see beyond so you can see what's next. I need you to listen to me. This is why March is your man month, because God is about to reveal to you what's after the valley. Father, you said in Jeremiah 33 and 3 that we can call unto you and you would show us, which means we don't have to live um, in secrecy. We don't have to live without the information. We don't have to live without knowing our destination. You said that we could call unto you and that you would answer us and you would show us great and mighty things that we know not of. This is our meta month. And one of the definitions means to see beyond. So I pray, God, that whatever valleys we may be in in different areas of our lives, that you would show us what's after the valley. Please, y'all, put that in the comments. Show us, God, what's after the valley. Show us what's after this. So that way, God, our, when our hope begins to fail, we'll know that there's something greater. When our, when our patience begins to fail, we'll know that there's something greater. Your word says in Romans 5, 5, that hope does not disappoint. Hope does not disappoint. Hope will not cause us to be shamed. So we place our hope not in the outcome, but in the God of the outcome. Not in what happens, but in the God that is over what happens. We place our faith I trust in you, in Jesus' name. Can I just get you to drop a yes, Lord, right there? Drop a yes, Lord, right there. Drop a yes, Lord, right there. Pay attention to this, guys. A valley doesn't have to mean that you're doing bad, right? A valley doesn't have to mean that you're struggling. A valley just simply means that I'm unsure of what's after this because I can't see it. Am I talking to anybody? Am I talking to you? A valley just simply means I can't see it. I, I, I literally live in, 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 in Denver, which is a valley. It's not bad. It just means I can't see what's on beyond those mountains that I'm looking at right there, and I can't see beyond the plains. I can't. I can't. You got to hear this. I can't. It doesn't mean that you're doing bad. It just means I can't see what's next. And whenever you can't see what's next, you can begin to get impatient. 
you can begin to get frustrated. You can begin to think it's not working. You begin to go just to going through the motions. And I come tonight in prayer in Jesus name that you would not just go through the motions, but that God tonight would do what he promised in Jeremiah 33 and three, that he lets you know something good is coming after your valley. Something good is ahead. Something major is ahead. Something meta is ahead. Something meta is coming your way in Jesus' name. Can you just release that word meta, meta, meta? And guys, if you're not familiar with that, please do yourself a favor and go watch that series. Text Harvest to 55498. And you can go watch that series on our app and our website and our YouTube, right? Because March is your meta month. And the reason we're covering this in prayer tonight is because we got what? We have one more, one more Monday prayer in March, right? Yes, we got one more Monday prayer in March. Um, and the reason we're covering this in prayer is because I need to make sure before you exit this month that he gave you a glimpse of what's next. That he gave you a glimpse of what's next. That he gives you a glimpse of what's next. That way your hope don't fail. That way your prayer doesn't fail. All right, let's keep going. This is Ezekiel 37 and 1. It was the Lord that set him in a valley. And the Lord set him in the middle of a valley. Now check this out. Let's pray over this word middle. I just told you that he's the God of the middle. But what does middle mean? I'm the same distance. Please listen to me. If I try to retreat, I'm the same distance in my retreat as I am to my results. God, I'm going to throw this dog on iPad. I'm going to say it again. And I need to see you talking in the comments. I need to see you talking in the comments. I need to see you talking in the comments. All right. I'm the same distance. I'm the same distance from my retreat as I am to my results. I'm in the middle of it. I'm in the middle of it, which means if I retreat and try to pull back, I'm the same distance. The same distance. I'm the same distance away from my result. Bible says he put him in the middle of the valley. Father, I pray that we would not miss meta because we stuck in the middle. I pray that we would not miss meta because we're stuck in the middle. I pray for every email you get that makes you retreat, I cancel its power. I pray for every ideology that you get that would try to get you to retreat, we cancel its power. I pray for every thought you would have that would try to get you to retreat, we cancel its power. I pray for every text you get that would try to get you to cancel and retreat, that you would not retreat, but instead you would get results. You will not pull back. You will not go back. You will not retreat. You will get results. You are the same distance away from results as you are from retreating. You're in the middle. And I pray that God would give you the fortitude, the tenacity. Give us, God, the fortitude and the tenacity to get to results. Because we're the same distance from retreat as we are from results, which means it's dumb. It's stupid. It makes no sense for us to retreat. I need you to drop this in the comments. Father, we declare we will not retreat. Come on, put that on the screen. We will not retreat. We will not retreat, which means what we started, we're going to see it through until we get results. What we said you're going to do, we're going to see it through until we get results. What we've begun to pray over, we're going to see it through until we begin to get results. What we started in, we're going to see it through until we get results. We will not retreat. We will not retreat. We are not those that retreat. We are those that you reintroduce. Come on. That's just today's message. All right? We will not retreat. You will not retreat. All right? Let's go further, okay? Because I got to get to one place that I want to get to with this. All right? So the Bible says, and he set me down in the middle of a valley. 
and it was full of bones. The valley was full of bones. The valley was full of bones. The valley was full of bones. Bones have a few different definitions we're about to cover in prayer. Drop bones in the comments. Bones have a few definitions we're about to cover in prayer. The first definition of bones, you all, it means self. So whenever God places you in a valley, God is saying, I need you to deal with yourself. I have temporarily not allowed you to see next because I need you to deal with yourself. I need you to deal with your insecurities. I need you to deal with your issues. I need you to deal with your anger. I need you to deal with you. Father, we thank you that you are allowing us to deal with ourselves. There are certain areas of our lives where you have literally set us in the middle of a situation and said, deal with yourself, deal with yourself, deal with your issues, deal with your idiosyncrasies, deal with your nuances, deal with your mouth, deal with your thoughts, deal with your insecurities, deal with your fears, deal with you. And Father, I pray that we would deal with ourselves. I pray that we would not run from the challenge. I pray that we would not run. For many of you, here's your word. This is why you've had lots of moments where it's just you and it feels weird. The reason it feels weird is because God is making you deal with you. Solitude is not a sentence. Solitude is not a sentence. It is God making you deal with yourself. He's saying, look at you. Father, we thank you that you literally set Ezekiel in a valley and said, deal with yourself. Deal with yourself. First Corinthians 11, 31 says, but if we pruned ourselves or we judged ourselves, we would not be judged. If we dealt with us, you would not have to deal with us. Thank you for giving us time, God, to deal with ourselves. So you would not have to. So you would not have to. Thank you, God, for giving us time to deal with ourselves. That's what the, when it says valley of dry bones, these are the Hebrew definitions of the word bones. This is the second word, about to cover it in prayer. Here's the second word. It means Valley of the same, it's valley of bones, dry bones, in fact, valley of the same. In other words, God says, I'm allowing you to go through some of the same things. Oh, my God. And I will make it the same until you deal with yourself. So for some of you, like, God, when is something going to change? When you deal with yourself. When you deal with yourself. Something will change when you deal with yourself because the issue is not around you. The issue is in you. So, Father, we thank you that some of the same things we're dealing with, it is so that we deal with ourselves. Some of the same things we're dealing with, it is to force us back to a place of self-correction and self-reflection, of self-reflection and self-correction, of self-reflection and self-correction. So tonight, God, in prayer, we thank you for everything you've shown us about ourselves. And we say, God, we will deal with it. We will deal with the same things like a merry-go-round. You will keep going on it until you deal with yourself. So tonight, our prayer is, God, whatever we've been missing, show it to us. Whatever we've not been paying attention to, show it to us. Whatever lesson we have not gotten, show it to us. Whatever message we have not gotten, show it to us. Whatever we've not been paying attention to, show it to us. Make it unmistakable. Make it undeniable so that we can change it. We cannot change what we will not first confront, and we cannot confront what we do not know is present. Show it to us. Show it to us. Show it to us. Show it to us, God, because we declare 
that we will not stay in a place of repeating the same thing over and over and over and over and over again in Jesus' name. Everybody look at me. This does not mean, when you talk about a valley of yourself, because bones there in Hebrew means self, means the same um, in Hebrew language of the Old Testament. It doesn't mean that it's necessarily, listen to me, that you're doing sin. It doesn't mean that you're sinning, right? It doesn't mean that you're doing something that like God is like, look, you need to do that. Okay, that's if you grew up in a very religious, judgmental um, environment, that's the first thing your mind went to is, is maybe I'm sinning. What am I sinning? I don't think I'm sinning. Uh-uh, stop, stop. For those of you who immediately thought that, put a stop sign in the comments. Stop. Now, if you are, then yes, then deal with that. But here's what it means. It simply means there may be some character traits that are not going to work in what's ahead. There may be some character traits that are not going to work in what's ahead. For example, if there's a, it's a different type of person, it's a different type of person in terms of personality and character traits. If you're about to move from customer service to the CEO, you need a different mentality. Y'all talk to me. If you're about to move from being a six-figure earner to a seven-figure earner, you need a different mentality. Talk to me, y'all, in these comments. If you, if what's ahead of you, there may be certain things. If you're about to move from the follower to the leader, your mentality has to be different. Many people fail at leadership because they, they value friendship over leadership. And so instead of leading people, they want to be friends with people. And so consequently, people often don't respect what they perceive to be their equal. And so for some of you, it's like, okay, we got to get rid of this desire for you to be liked by everybody because this is why you're not a good leader. You can't lead people that you want that you that you want them to be your best buds. You can't lead them that way. Are y'all catching this? Are y'all getting this? Okay. If you're going to be the curse breaker, for many of you, God has to isolate you from the cursed people that are in your bloodline and in your family. It doesn't mean that you're out there just wilding out, dropping it like it's hot and twerking. No, 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 no. It just simply means that there may be something in you that he has to deal with because he does not want, watch me, he doesn't want to take you to a place that you can't maintain. This is why he told the children of Israel, he told them, this thing is good. Uh, he told them in, uh, in the scripture, he said, I am going to, and this is Exodus 23 and 30. He said, I'm going to drive out your enemies little by little, because if I do it too fast, um, you're not going to be able to cultivate the land. You're not going to be able to handle it. So I'm going to do this thing little by little. Father, we thank you that sometimes what you need to show us about ourselves is simply that we have to evolve in how we think and how we act and how we handle things and our character traits and the way we speak and the way we carry ourselves and the way we go and the people we befriend and the people we're around. Sometimes, God, the lesson to us is that we simply have to change certain things, not because they are sinful, but because they will not be fruitful in what's ahead. They will not be fruitful in what's ahead. And so for that, God, we say thank you in Jesus' name. Y'all still with me? Come on, we're covering this thing in prayer. I'm trying to get to one place, but I just want to take you on a ride on our way there. Listen, we're almost done. The next definition of um, bones, valley of dry bones in Hebrew, is pains. So it means valley of self, valley of the same, valley of pains, valley of pains. That says there are some pains that you will go through 
and that I will set you in the middle of these pains. I will set you in the middle of these pains. Um, I will set you in the middle of these pains. Pain is a distressing feeling caused by intense or damaging stimuli. Pain is a distressing feeling. Pay attention. Pain is a feeling. Pain is a feeling. Oh, my God. Pain is a feeling, Ray. Pain is a feeling, Erica. Pain is a feeling, Steph. Pain is a feeling, which means God says there are certain things that I will allow you to be in a valley in because I need to deal with your feelings. Oh, my God. I need to deal with your feelings. I need to deal with your emotions. How many of you right now, there's some emotions God's making you confront and deal with? Wave at me. 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 There's some pain you're dealing with, some or some emotions, some feelings God's making you deal with right now. It's like, ooh, what is this? All right? When he sets Ezekiel in the Valley of Dry Bones, he says, Ezekiel, I'm going to make you deal with some of your feelings, with some of your emotions. I'm going to make you deal with that. And so to make you deal with that, I'm going to let you deal with some of the same stuff until you deal with yourself. Watch how this thing builds. I'm going to make you deal with some of the same stuff until you deal with yourself. Father, we pray that we would interrogate every feeling to figure out where it comes from, to figure out if this is benefiting us, to figure out if this feeling is blessing us, to figure out what we need to do with this feeling. It's not wrong to feel it, but what are we going to do with it? What are we going to do with it? It's not wrong to feel it, but what are we going to do with it? We pray that we would not be destructive with our feelings. We pray that we would not self-sabotage during our feelings. We pray that we would not make bad decisions as a result of our feelings. We pray that we would not do crazy, stupid things as a result of our feelings. We pray that we would not retreat as a result of our feelings. There's nothing wrong with feeling it. There's nothing wrong with feeling it. There's nothing wrong with feeling it. But what are we going to do with it? What are we going to do with it? And some of those feelings invoke pain. And I pray, God, that you would help us gain from the pain. Come on, y'all pray with me. I, help, I pray, God, that you would help us gain from whatever is painful. Whatever is painful. It is a feeling, which means, you ready? It does not even mean that it's a fact. Good God. This is not just a physical, this is not a physical pain we're talking about, right? And then even if we went physical pain, let's go here. Different people have different pain tolerances, which means for certain people that what another person can get a thumb and be like, oh my God, I'm so hurt. Another person gets a thumb and be like, that's the best you got. Which means part of the pains is God allowing you to mature. Watch me. So that you're not so moved by your feelings. You're not so moved by your emotions. You're not so moved because something happened to you. You're not so moved because somebody betrayed you. Like, oh, that's unfortunate, but God will raise up another. You don't let people hold you hostage. Good God Almighty. It's a feeling. It is not necessarily a fact. It's a feeling, man. It is not necessarily a fact. It is a feeling, Susie. It is not necessarily a fact. It is a feeling, Aisha. It is not necessarily a fact. Right? Father, help us. God, I want to go up with our feelings, with our emotions, with our emotions. 
Let me give you a couple examples prayer tonight. And we're almost done. We got 15 minutes left. Let me give you a couple examples of what happens when you do not properly deal with your feelings. So Moses, Moses didn't deal with his feelings properly. He didn't deal with his emotions properly. Moses had these great victories. So this is recount his life. He's a man that deals with abandonment and insecurity. And I pray that wherever you've been abandoned or insecure, that those things would not dictate how you move and how you act. He dealt with abandonment and insecurity. When he was a child, his mother put him in the Nile River because there was an edict that went out that uh, 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 sons were to be taken out of the earth that were just born. As a result of that, his mother sends him down to the Nile River. Now pay attention. She keeps Aaron. She keeps Miriam, his older brother and sister. She sends Moses off, which means, Yoshebel, you know how to take care of kids. In Moses' mind, you just didn't want me. Can I keep going? What does that do? That creates a pain for him because it's a feeling. It's not a fact. It creates a pain for him. He spends 40 years. He's raised in the environment of Pharaoh. His name, he's named Moses. Moses is the Hebrew Moshe, which means to draw out, which means to pull out because he was drawn out of the Nile, but it was prophecy. He was going to draw his people out of Egyptian slavery. I pray you know what your name means. I pray you know what your name means. I pray that you know what your name means because your name prophesies what you were sent to the earth to do. Your name is God telling you, this is what I sent you to do in Jesus' name. All right? For those of you who have never heard me say that, and you do, or those of you who heard me say you never did it, you need to go look up what your name means and find the closest definition to Hebrew. Some of your names maybe weren't created um, uh, um, you know, until later, later languages, etc. Um, but you need to get as close as you can to the meaning of your name, to the meaning of your name. Literally, my name prophesies. My middle name means close to God. My last name means overseer. My first name is for my mama name, and my first name means good looking. Huh? Where's the lie? I'm mean, <laughs> just being funny, y'all. Don't sound that movie, okay? All right? Literally, my name means good looking man that's close to God that's an overseer or a bishop. My name prophesied what I was supposed to do. When you go look up the history and the historicity of my name, my first name comes from an individual that led this great spiritual change on the continent of Ireland or in the country of Ireland, in the country of Ireland. Check this out. Okay. So my name prophesies that what I do is, is supposed to be bigger than a city. What God's called me to do is supposed to be bigger than a region. What God has called me to do is supposed to be bigger than an area. I need you to go know what your name means. Moses' name meant draw out. Moshe in Hebrew, draw out. But that's because he would draw his people out. His name prophesied. You need to know what your name means because it tells us why you are here. It tells us why you are here. I pray, God, that this month of March, every single person that is listening to this, watching this live, or seeing this later, that by the end of March, they would know, y'all ready for this? We're about to go up. They would know exactly what they're on the earth for. They would know exactly what they were created to do. They would know exactly what they were born to do. But they would not live in any sense of a lack of clarity, but they would know exactly what they're sent to the earth to do. And it is because you literally built it into their name so that every time somebody says their name, they are prophesying what they are to do. They are prophesying what they do. They're prophesying what they do. All right. Okay. All right. Let's go further. Moses, for 40 years, he's raised in Pharaoh's environment. Why is he raised in Pharaoh's environment? Because Moses 
in 40 more years at age 80, you're going to come back and you're going to deliver your people. And when you come to Pharaoh's court, you can't just walk up on a king. You can't just say, I like a meeting with the king. That's not how this works. Um, you need to have an audience, watch me, or you need to be recognizable. Oh, my God. And for some of you all, your journey has taken you through things so that when you walk in your assignment, you will be recognized. I pray, Father, for every place where we've placed our feet, for everything that we've gone through in our past, it is building the resume for our reintroduction. It is building the resume for what it is that you created us to do. Moses, you, when you go back to meet with Pharaoh, you listen, sir, they need to recognize you. You can't just walk up on them. I demand that you release the Hebrews. The Hebrews, who are you? You just walk up in here. When they saw him, they recognized him. Y'all better talk to me. This is why when depression sees you, it recognizes you and it has to obey you. When anxiety sees you, it recognizes you and it has to obey you. Everything you've gone through has built your spiritual resume. Oh, my God. Father, we thank you for the resumes that you've built. I got nine minutes left, and I'm trying to get to one place in this verse, but we had to jaywalk over to Moses. We had to jaywalk over to Moses, right? Let's go to this next part. Moses, you're going to deliver slaves. You ready? But you're not going to ever be one. Did you hear me? Moses, you're going to deliver your people but you will never deal with the plight of your people. Good God. You're going to deliver your people, but you will, you will never be a slave. You're going to deliver your people from being enslaved. And for many of you, you've got to hear this. Had he stayed, had his mother not sent him down the Nile River, he would have been enslaved like Aaron and Miriam were. Talk, Bishop. Father, thank you for everything that we thought was rejection or we thought was abandonment. It was really assignment and protection. It was really assignment and protection. Had you not sent him out of the house down the Nile River, he would have been enslaved just like Miriam and Aaron were. But that was not his assignment because he was the curse breaker. Everybody on the platform right now, just drop, I'm the curse breaker in the comments. Drop that in the comments right now. You, Moses was never enslaved, period. Point blank, bottom line. You're going to deliver them, but you're not going to be one. Good God. Good God. I need you to just put a praise in the comments for everything you looked at and you thought it was abandonment or rejection. Why did we jaywalk over here? We jaywalked over here because many of you have to deal with your feelings because your feelings are, are not facts. Moses didn't deal with his feelings, though. Which means you can be anointed and called by God and still never deal with your feelings and mess up. And that will not be your story. That will not be your story. Your feelings aren't about to make you forfeit. Your feelings are not about to make you miss what God has for you. Your feelings are not about to rob you. In fact, Proverbs, what is it, 631, says that whenever you find a thief, for many of you, your feelings have been a thief. And whenever you find a thief, a thief means it steals in secret. Whenever you find a thief, it has to restore sevenfold. It has to restore sevenfold. Moses never dealt with that. So Moses, at, for 40 years, he goes, he's a shepherd. He takes care of his father-in-law's sheep. Um, and as he's doing this, uh, as he's taking care of Jethro, his father-in-law's sheep, the Lord calls him and says, go back. Moses is like, God, I can't do it. I don't speak well. Insecurities come out. Why does insecurities come out? Because he never dealt with abandonment and rejection. 
And when you don't deal with abandonment and rejection, you're always afraid of being abandoned and rejected because you never dealt with it. I pray that you would deal with what you have avoided. I pray that you would attack what you have avoided. Oh, my God. Shout out to those of you that have sold on the badges. I pray that you would deal with what you have avoided. This is why God will set you in the valley. He will say, deal with these feelings. He said, Ezekiel, in the valley of dry bones, and dry bones means valley of self, valley of the same, valley of pains. Deal with these feelings, man. Deal with them. Deal with them. Deal with them. Deal with them, Ezekiel. Because what, you, what you're headed to, we don't have time for this in your next. We don't have time for this. For some of you, you're about to get a promotion. You don't have time for this in your next promotion. Because you're going to deal with some stuff that's going to make you real insecure. You're going to have some people that when you get the promotion, they're going to quit because they don't want to see you with it. And you cannot say, oh, what's wrong with me? Ain't nothing wrong with you. It goes with the seat. But if you don't deal with your feelings, you're not going to know how to deal with it. Good God. Help us, God. Come on, y'all. We got six minutes left. I'm going to get as far as I can. And then the rest of this, we're going to hit this week. All right? So Moses doesn't deal with it. Moses comes back at age 80. He, he tells God, God, I can't speak well. Why would you send me? Send somebody else. Like, I don't even, like, I'm 80. Like, are you sure you want me doing this at 80? And I don't know who needs to hear this. It's not too late for you. It's not too late for you. Father, I pray that we would not think it's too late. In fact, I pray, God, that we would make up for lost time. You made that promise to your people in Deuteronomy 30, uh, uh, 30 and 3. You said that you would make up for lost time, that you would go back and pick up the pieces from every place that they were scattered, which means you would redeem the time. I pray tonight, God, that we would not think it's too late for us. Anything we say, I, I should have did that in my 20s. No, do it now. Anything you say, oh, I should have did that later, but before it's too late. I pray that you would not talk yourself out of what it's not too late for you. Please, if you have been concerned about things, you're like, it's too late for me to do that. It's too late for me to do that. Nah, that's for the young people. That's for the, shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. I say that with love and authority. Put that in the screen. It's not too late for me. It's not too late for me. It's not too late for me. It is not too late for you. Good God. I got four minutes. Okay. All right. Moses. Moses goes back. Um, the very first day that they make the request, the very first day they make the request for the people to be let go, the Bible says that um, the people turn on Moses. The people turn on Moses. They're like, literally, God, why? Moses? And we ain't done listen to this, Mark. And then Pharaoh says, oh, since y'all want to come be let go, make bricks with no straw, and you have to make more bricks with no straw. And you're not, we're not going to let you go. We're not going to let you go. Think about how discouraging that was to Moses. That for 10 times he's told no. And he's doing what God told him to do. Let me, I'm going to have to finish with this. I can't even finish the rest of this. We're going to do it tomorrow. Remember, every day I'll be live this week. So we'll finish the rest of this this week. For somebody, you need to hear this in prayer tonight. You're like, God, if this you, why isn't it working? Why, if it's you, why isn't this easier? If it's you, why isn't this happening for me? If it's you, watch me, 10 times he was told no, and he was doing what God told him to do. And I need you to hear me. There is a yes in every no. There is a yes in every no. No does not mean no. It just means not yet and not this way. 
I pray God, but watch me. If you don't do what your feelings, the first no you get, I say that with love and authority. There is a yes inside of every no. Because when Moses got to that last one, Pharaoh brought him in overnight. And I pray there's somebody on here right now where God says you're about to have an overnight yes. Good God Almighty. You are about to have an overnight yes. You're going to wake up to a yes. The scripture says that during Passover, Pharaoh, he called them by night. It was nighttime. Look, dark to me. It was nighttime. And he said to them, he said, go. He said, get your stuff. Listen, he's like, wait next hill. Get your stuff. Get your stuff and get out. They took gold, they took silver, they took clothing, they took every lots of things from the Egyptians, and they got an overnight yes. I don't know who that's for, but if you think I might be prophesying to you, I want you to just put overnight yes in the comments. Overnight yes. Overnight yes. Overnight yes. Overnight yes. Overnight yes. It's 7.59. We have to go. I will finish the rest of this with Ezekiel. And then we, Jay walked over there to Moses. I will finish the rest of this this week. I'm going to be going live every day this week. Get the app so you know when I'm going live. Text Harvest to 55498 so you know when I'm going live. And we're going to command your day every day this week. Um, Wednesday's message is going to be amazing. Wednesday Night Live Bible Study is at 7 o'clock Mountain, 9 o'clock Eastern. It's going to be amazing. It's called the resume for a reintroduction. And I'm going to show you somebody's resume, and you're going to, you're going to be like, what? You're going to see it's just going to be so amazing. Sunday's message yesterday was incredible. I encourage you, again, get the app to look at that. Last two things I want to do. Number one, we're going to sow into this word tonight. Since May of 2022, Lord spoke to me and said, son, everybody connected to you, I want to release wealth into their hands. And so every prayer since that time, um, I didn't do it before then, and then every experience, the service, we call them experience, since that time, the Lord has always given us a seed challenge. He's always given us a seed challenge. And here's tonight's. Tonight's is connected uh, to Ezekiel 37. Our seed is going to be 37 tonight. And you're just going to call this your valley seed, Ezekiel 37. All right. And if you came in late, you got to go back and look at the beginning so you know why we were there. And then you'll know how I got over to Moses because Moses didn't deal with his feelings. God put Ezekiel in a valley to deal with them. You'll understand why we're there. But that's our seed tonight. You're going to call this your valley seed. 37 is our seed tonight. Always bless what blesses you. I'm a giver. I never encourage you to do what I do not do. Now, we're seeing it happen in the lives of the people that are connected to us. So that's our seed tonight, 37. How can you sow it? You can use the dollar sign. Dollar sign, Bishop Former with the number two on Cash App. You got to put the dollar sign so you go to the right place. Bishop Former with the number two there. You can use PayPal, Bidmo, Zelle, Givelify. Um, you can use that a bit also. My email is hello at harvestchurch.church. You can also go to our website, or, um, or, of course, our app, which you've heard me mention like 40 million times already. Harvestchurch.church forward slash give and give it that way. If you want to use text to give, you can do that. That's the way I give. You can text them out to 84321. They're going to put all these methods. Um, somebody's going to put them in the comments for me, and then I'm going to be able to pin them. Where in the app is the live schedule? So it's not going to give you a schedule. It's just going to shoot you a message when I do go live. It won't give you a schedule. It's just going to shoot you a message when I do go live. All right. Uh, but we got you. All right. Last thing I want to do, guys, before we get out of here, again, over 500 people have given your lives to the Lord. How do you get the app? Text Harvest to 55498 to get that app. That's how you do that. Text Harvest to 55498 to get that app. Listen, tonight, 
Um, last thing I want to encourage you to do. Last thing I want to I want to encourage you to do um, is if you're on here tonight and you're not a Christian, tonight's your night. Secondly, if you're giving your life to the Lord, you've not been faithful to Him. Tonight's your night. Number three, if you're like Bishop, I don't really know where things stand with God, but I know I want to be sure before I get off here tonight. On a Monday night, it is 8:02 Mountain, 10:02 Eastern. This is your moment. Don't forget this moment. Ten is the number of divine perfection. Two is the number of witness. Eight is the number of a new beginning. Two is the number of witness. So either way, we're about to witness a new beginning. You ready? You need to become a Christian. Recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure wherever you're at. When I count to three, you do that hand with emoji. It says me. They're already smiling on Facebook. You do that hand with emoji or say it's me. One, two, three. That's you. Thank you, Brenda. I need you to respond and respond right now wherever you're at. Do that hand with emoji or say it's me. You need to become a Christian. Recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure there's no guilt here. There's no condemnation. There's no saying. And some of you would be like, I think I prayed. I think I'm good. There's nothing wrong with being sure. I got you. That's one. I see you two on Facebook. I see another three over here on Instagram. I got you wherever you're at. Four over here on Instagram. Wherever you're at. Five. I got you. Wherever you're at, do that hand with emoji or say it's me. Wherever you're at. Wherever you're at. If you're scared to hit the button, don't be scared to hit the button. Jesus said, if you deny him, he'll deny you. Don't miss your moment. Don't miss your moment. You're in a safe place. Where was it at? Six. Wherever you're at, do that hand with emoji or say it's me. Do that hand with emoji or say it's me. You all don't hop off yet. This is the best part. Seven. When you see people come to the Lord, one of the things you're going to get with Bishop Foreman, we're always going to drop that net to see people come to the Lord. Wherever you're at, you become a Christian. Eight. Do the hand with emoji or say it's me. Or you need to recommit yourself, nine. Or you're like, I don't know, 10. There's nothing wrong with being sure. It's kind of like you ever have to go back to your car and click the thing. You're like, I think I locked it, but I'm not sure. You better go back and make sure you locked your car before you get back and ain't nothing there. <laughs> wherever you're at, wherever you are at. I'm going to count down from five, and I don't want to miss you. I don't want to miss you. What is that, 11, 12? I don't want to miss you. I don't want to miss you. 13, I don't want to miss you. Five, waiting on you. Four, it's 14, waiting on you. Three, two, don't miss your moment. Don't miss your moment. Don't miss your moment. One, wherever you're at, you need to recommit yourself. I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. I'm sure it's God sure. Oh, he couldn't be more sure. That's why he came to get you tonight, Rose. Came to get you tonight. Listen, everybody pray this prayer with me. You can keep responding. There's another response on TikTok. Somebody give me my numbers. I, when I start counting, I get my numbers mixed up. That's why I have online ambassadors on every platform. There's another on TikTok. There's another on TikTok. Love you, Ray. All right, everybody pray this prayer with me. Everybody pray. I don't care if you and Jesus play football together. Pray this prayer with me. Everybody say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. If I was not sure, I know right now that I am sure. I am saved from myself. I am saved from hell. I am saved from figuring this thing out on my own. Come on, everybody say this. Say, God, I give you all of me from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, guys, if you just prayed that prayer, recommitted yourself to the Lord, or you're now sure, number one, heaven celebrating. Number two, I'm celebrating. Number three, I need you to do one thing, one thing only. You've already heard it tons of times tonight. Text Harvest to 55498. When you do that, one of the options there is going to be for salvation. 
put in that number and we're going to shoot you a text back because I want to give you a message called what next. It's totally free. There's no, no costs or anything like that. I want to get that in your hands to walk you through what you do now that you've given your life to the Lord. Many people, the statistics say 90 people fall away from Jesus within two years of giving their lives to him. You know why? Because they were never taught what to do next. Let me teach you what to do next. This is not going to be a perfect walk, but guess what? It's going to be a worthy walk. It's going to be worth it. All right. God loves you unconditionally. You may make some mistakes. You may fall. Guess what? We all do. Guess what you're going to do? Get back up. Can you put that in the comments? Get back up. I'm trying to pin the comment. It won't let me pin it. You're going to have to get back up. Won't let me pin that. All right. Much love to you guys. This is so, thank you. Wanda says, this is so much confirmation. Was prayer good for you tonight? We're six minutes over. Was prayer good for you tonight? Come on, Lee. Get back up. Get back up, girl. Get back up. Um, um, so again, if you didn't get your seat in the ground, get your seat in the ground. 37. That's our seat valley. That thing is so good to me. That thing is so good. There's that thing is so good to me. And tomorrow, I'll tell you why. Again, I'm gonna go live tomorrow. Get the app so you get the notification of when I go live. Um, tomorrow and we'll pick up where we left off because clearly we did not finish, but we're going to finish tomorrow. It's 8.07. I got to go. Have an amazing night. I love you all. Let me also say this. So 17 looks like tonight gave their lives to the Lord. I think four earlier gave their lives to the Lord. That means today 21. Can we clap it up and give God praise for that? I did a little pop-up earlier today. That means 21 people today gave their lives to the Lord. I still get excited about this. For real. I get excited about seeing people come to the Lord. Um, that blesses me tremendously. And it's more than just the number. I count so that we know what happens, but just more than a number. Like you mean something to God. I'm going to leave you with this. Um, think about the fact that the Bible says God, he didn't just, he didn't just give your, he didn't just give you hair. The Bible says that he numbered your hairs. The amount of detail God puts into you. Hear me. You are not an accident. You're not a mistake. You're not a failure. The amount of detail he puts into us is amazing. All right, got to go. Love you guys. Have an amazing night. Get your seat in the ground. It's the Valley Seat. Cash out, dollar sign, Bishop Form with the number two. PayPal, Ben Moselle, give the fire. Hello, and Harvest Church, the church. We're giving our Apple website, Harvest Church, the church. Love you guys. Have an amazing night. Shalom. Yes, he does, Yerwanda. He loves him some us. And we love us some him. Love you all. Shalom.